Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game due to the game's efforts we now have turf that needs less water courses that are more sustainable with many now offering natural wildlife habitats from the days of old tom morris golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game but don't take my word for it jack nicholas agrees if you love golf like i do thank a golf course superintendent a message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Hey, what does it take to be the number one irons in golf? Well, if you ask the engineers at Callaway, they'll tell you one thing, innovation. And they would know because Callaway's face cup technology has made them the number one irons in golf. The face cup technology that makes their irons tremendously powerful actually came from their fairway woods 
and hybrids, which incidentally, those fairway woods and hybrids continue to outperform the competition. Face cups dramatically increase ball speed across the face, and the second Callaway started engineering irons with face cups, everything changed. Golfers started seeing tremendous gains in distance and forgiveness, and of course, the engineers at Callaway keep on innovating. Steelhead, Big Bertha, and Apex irons are all powered by Callaway's game-changing face cup technology, and they've all made Callaway the number one irons in golf. To learn more about the technology behind the number one irons in golf, go to CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new fall arrivals from Mizuno. Discover layers of feel with the new MP20 range. The MP20 is the ultimate muscle back. The MP20 MMC uses multi-material construction for legendary feel and performance. And the MP20 HMB is a playable set of hollow, tungsten-enhanced irons for many skill levels. Let us help you get custom fit for free today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. You might know Mountainland Supply for its turf irrigation products and design services, but did you know that Mountainland Supply also carries holiday lighting? As the temperatures drop and the clubs go in the closet and your spouse says, it's time to get the holiday lights up, think Mountainland Supply. They can help you design and calculate the exact feed of strands that you need to make your home sparkle this year. Using smartphone technology, you can control thousands and thousands of color options with the push of a button. For all your holiday lighting, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we've had a fun first hour where we talked a lot about the best golf courses in the state and uh, had America's favorite caddy on, talked about some rules, uh, so forth. If you missed any part of it, go to our website at realgolfradio.com or better yet, just follow us on Twitter. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle where you can listen and download the show anytime you would like. We're also available on any number of podcaster sites as well as SiriusXM, Channel 211, iHeartRadio, and the like, plus our great radio stations who carry the show. All right, Bob, so it was kind of interesting, you know, when you come down to New York or California, and you could almost boil it down to, if you will, the Monterey Peninsula or Long Island. <laughs> and that's that's almost how you do it. Um, you know, both are beautiful golf course. Both have beautiful golf courses. Yeah. That if you're talking Monterey Peninsula, right on the ocean. If you're talking Long Island, right on the ocean or the or the sound there. So, uh yeah, pretty Just cool. Atlantic pretty or cool Pacific? Pretty cool places to be able to see, to be able to play some quality golf. Yeah, it's God, that's a, it's a tough one. I, I uh, look, I have a great amount of respect and appreciation for New York, but but like I said, I, 
I think when it comes right down to it, I'm California guy. Uh, I I'd take California. I think the because you're talking about and again we we broke this down to almost like a college football playoff of mm-hmm. best golf states and best states for golf and golf digest had kicked this off as a topic on social media last week and and i did, you have to it's subjective first of all same as college football playoff is a lot of great golf courses a lot of great states you you get everybody could have their case but when it really comes down to it i think it's new york or california and i think california wins out because of the weather yeah, Florida, you can play all year, but you're going to be smoking hot and sweaty hot for a lot of it. California, you pretty much, especially in the peninsula, you know, all year round, you could be in a sweater or in a short sleeve shirt, but you're you're playing golf. So my nod goes to California, best state for golf. You know, and the interesting thing is, is the great thing about golf and the game of golf is you can travel all over the world. You can travel all over the United States and play these great golf courses uh, if you have an opportunity to, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, Pinehurst and and then uh, going up to Bandon Dunes and everything that's there, there's golf courses that are phenomenal golf courses all over the United States and all over the world. Yeah, no doubt. And variety, a lot of variety. That's the other thing that's great about the game. And pretty cool stuff for the tour players that they get a tour yep. on and play all these places, no doubt. Hey, uh, stay with us. We're just getting started here on the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee... We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. 
and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. Order Jaws today at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. And this segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Jaws MD5 Wedges. Spin with teeth, the most aggressive groove in golf. To attack the pin, your ball has to bite. So Callaway designed Jaws MD5 with the most aggressive groove in golf. And by the way, put that on your favorite golfer's holiday list for sure. And check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Hey, continuing with our celebration of 20 years of doing Real Golf Radio. Uh, last week it was brought up that we did this interview with Ken Venturi, and I kind of had forgotten about it a little bit. And so we went back in the archives, and we resurrected this interview with Ken Venturi. It's a two-parter. And this was right when the book uh, The Match came out by Mark Frost, and uh, The Day of the Game of Golf Changed Forever. It's definitely one of my favorite golf books. And Ken Venturi at the time was the only one living that was that this that was in this match and that was this book was about uh, back in the golden day and uh, Bob I love looking back on the golden era too right uh, of mm-hmm. of the amateurs and everything that went around and this kind of is the continuation story also of Eddie who caddied for Francis we met in in uh, the greatest game and all yep. that kind of stuff so really really cool stuff anyway we had a chance to catch up with Ken Venturi it's a two parter here's part one. And joining us right now, a winner of 14 PGA Tour events, including the 1964 U.S. Open. Longtime voice of CBS Golf, the legendary Ken Venturi, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Mr. Venturi, thanks for joining us, and happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you. One day after that, I'm still full from it, but it's great, Brian. Thank you. (laughs) Well, as it should be. um, Recently, we had Mark Frost on the show to talk about his new book, The Match, The Day the Game of Golf Changed Forever, which featured you as a central character paired with fellow amateur Harvey Ward playing a match at Cypress Point against Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson. First of all, tell me your uh, recollection of that day back in 1956. Well, it's, you know, it's going, it's, but it's over 50 years now, and Mark Frost did a magnificent job because he did the greatest game ever played in the Grand Slam. And But his research on, on Hogan and Nelson and Harvey was just phenomenal. And, and the match, I can, of course, uh, the sad part about it, I'm the only one alive in the whole book, I think, has, <laughs> has left there. But I can remember like it was just yesterday being at George Coleman's house, and, and uh, they asked us what we were going to do, and... And uh, I said, uh, we're going to play. He said, do you have a game? He said, well, no, but he won a game. I said, well, we'd like to play those two guys over there. And I was pointing to Nelson and Hogan. And uh, they thought, well, let, let's see let's see what we can do. Well, Coleman was a big, big investor in the Hogan company. When he asked a favor of Ben, it was hard for him to say no. Sure. So uh, he said, and, and the great part about it is that he asked Hogan, he said, to play with Byron, 
And he said, well, I'll play, but I don't think Byron would. And then Eddie Lowry asked Byron, he said, well, I would, but I don't think Hogan would. And he said, well, we can arrange it. So we played the match uh, on, it, this was a Monday night, and we played the match the next morning at 10 o'clock at Cypress Point. So tell us about Eddie. You, as, as you mentioned, we know, we know kind of about how he was depicted in the greatest game ever played, but what was Eddie really like? Well, Eddie was a great giver to, to the game, and he was, you know, he because I owe a lot to him, because I worked for him be, before I went into the, the service after I got out of college. And and uh, then uh, then when I got out of the service, uh, uh, I ran Lake Merced Motors for him. And uh, he was, you know, he Har- Harvey and I worked for him, but uh, he was, he was uh, a very respected man uh, anywhere he went, but mainly around the Bay Area. Ken Venturi joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's pretty interesting when you talk about the day the game of golf changed forever. Speaking of the end of the celebrated amateur golfer, how do you think that's affected the game today uh, with with sort of the end of that celebrated amateur? Well, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the eras. You know, you think about who is the greatest golfer that ever lived. Well, Hogan said it best. He said a champion in his era would be a champion in any era he lived in. You can't compare the players today against uh, like a Bobby Jones who played with Hickory Shafts, but the boys are getting out there much younger. They're they're not you know they a lot of them don't complete uh, complete college. There's no more drafts you know because I lost three years of my my playing ability because of being in the service. And uh, but so many things have changed when you think about it. You know like uh, when I turned pro. Uh, I missed three Ryder Cups because I had to wait, or we they had we had to wait five years before we could get points. Yeah, you turn pro tomorrow and you get points tomorrow, you know. Yeah. And then we had to wait six months before you you could collect money. But you think about the changes in the in the money today compared to what we played for in our day. But you know, I, I I'm I'm very prejudiced to it, uh, Brian Bob. I I I. I I know they make a lot of money today in all sports, but I think I feel that I lived in the greatest era of all time. I mean, I'm not talking about golf. I'm talking sports in itself, entertainment, everybody. It was just uh, it was quite a time to live. You know, it's interesting. Everybody feels the same. And talking with my father, he feels the same about his era, um, of which of which he played in part of your era also. But you know, at at the time, that was you. You were talking. You were talking about money, but that was a huge money match in those days. Did you feel? Did you feel pressure, um, or did you enjoy being put in the situation of playing against Hogan and Nelson? Oh, I I enjoyed it. But the the thing about it, the, about the match and everything, is that. I respected both of them because I was very fortunate that Nelson took me under his wing in 1952, and then I played a lot of a lot of golf with Hogan, and so I had the two best because Byron was a teacher. Hogan wasn't a teacher. You had to pick his brain. You had to ask him what's he feel or what's it do or what are you thinking about when he swings down. He would tell you what he was doing, but he couldn't correct you and say, you know, Ken, I think if you do this and this, Byron could do that. Yeah. So Byron was more of the teacher. Hogan was more just execution, and and you sort of had to try to just learn from watching him, huh? Well, we had, you know, he had the mental side of the game, and he, you know, I could pick his brain. He would, he would. Uh, in fact, this is some years back that you know he never did any interviews, and so Frank Chikinian, who was the director of the 
CBS and golf and everything, and and he wanted to to get to do to do an interview with Hogan, and uh, they went to ask Hogan, and he said, "I'll do it for two things." He says, "Well, three things." He said, "Frank Shakinian will do it. We'll do the the uh, taping. Ken Venturi will do the interview, and I don't want anybody else around uh, to be listening to us." And when I started asking, because I had a bunch of notes, and I looked down at the first question, I looked up at him, and I asked him the first question. His eyes went straight into mine, and he never left my eyes. I and I couldn't look down at my notes. I had to think, what was my next question? <laughs> he, he just froze on me, and I mean, it was something to see. Oh wow! Uh, Ken Venturi is joining us here on Real Golf Radio, looking back at uh, uh, the match, the day of the game of golf changed forever. New book by Mark Frost, and uh, you know you, you, they talk about in the book, and this is the neat thing for me. I'm only 33 years old, so obviously I'm looking at this and through my relationship with Bob and getting to know Billy Casper and and looking back at some of the history of the game. It's a real treat to be able to to read a book like this and, and be educated as well as entertained. But the, I thought it was an interesting story. I believe he shot 66 and beat Byron Nelson by two shots the first time you guys played, and, and then he reworked your entire swing. <laughs> what was that like, first of all, and then how was it working with Byron? <laughs> Byron was Byron was was. Uh, we played our first round uh, when I came back from Seattle after the National Amateur, and he said, "I'm just going to watch it today." And they said, "Then we'll play, and then we'll work on it when we get in." And uh, I proceeded to shoot. 66 at San Francisco Golf Club and, and thinking to myself, you know, what can he show me? You know, I'm so good. I mean, really good. And so I couldn't wait any longer. We were inside. Well, I said, well, Mr. Nelson, what do you think? He said, Ken, that was a fine round. He said, I'm going to be in town for three more days. I'll meet you out here tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. He said, there's about seven or eight things we got to work on. Wow. <laughs> and I said, oh, I should have remembered what my dad did with me one time when I was telling my dad how good I was. I'm the best. And I mean, I went on, my dad was just nodding, and I never forgot this, and he said, are you through? I said, yeah, Dad. He said, son, well, let me tell you something. When you're as good as you are, you can tell everybody, but when you get really good, son, they'll tell you. Wow. That was the last time I told anybody I was any good. Oh, that that you know that's a great story. And and what were some of the things that he wanted you or that he he wanted to work on with you? Well, the big thing was that that uh, that uh, he changed my. I had a strong right hand because I I never had I never had a professional lesson until I met Byron Nelson, and then he said my takeaway and then my balance and my change and my downswing and things like that. And uh, and to show you how it would change is that he said you must change your grip and the whole thing. And I was getting ready to go down to uh, to the state amateur where I was defending champion, and he says you can't revert back to this now. You got to stay with it, or else you're going to go back and forth that you want. I said I promise you I'll stay. And he says you're going to you know, but the main thing is your grip. And I said well I can do it. He says I'm sure you can. And I said, well, how long do you think it would take? So I'm thinking, you know, I can do it quickly. He says, well, as good as you are and what talent you have, he says, you can probably, without thinking about it, you can probably get over this in about a year. <laughs> what? I said. And, and, and it was true because you, because you look at your grip and you say, how's that? Fine, fine. Then you think, go ahead and hit it. And without thinking, your hand just drops back into the old grip. Sure. So you can understand and, I guess, uh, empathize a little bit of when Tiger goes through some swing changes in today's game, huh? Well, uh, the thing about it is, you know, that, that when you look at, at where, where he missed the cut at, at Wingfoot, that, uh, that uh, 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 the rough was 
so long and hitting it in the rough because he, I think he hit, I think he hit less than ten fairways, thirty-six holes. He couldn't hit it on the green. He had to go back to the fairway. But Hogan has said it himself: if you want to think of a good shot maker, he wants narrow fairways, he wants hard greens, and he wants small greens. And the shot maker then will just tear you apart. All right, we'll continue with our conversation with Ken Venturi from 12 years ago this month. How about that? 12 years ago with Ken Venturi. Part two continues next. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember temperatures are dropping and you know what that means frozen pipes busted sprinklers and worse turn to the experts at mountainland supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time mountainland supply is an exclusive rainbird golf distributor in utah that means the golf pros and superintendents trust mountainland supply and rainbird for their sprinklers controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. 
for real. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. You've been listening to an interview that we did with Ken Venturi 12 years ago, this very month on Real Golf Radio. Again, celebrating 20 years of doing the show and talking about the match and continuing with that conversation. Here's part two with Ken Venturi. Hey, Ken, talk about the rift between Byron and Ben Hogan. I, that was brought out a little bit in the book, which I, I didn't realize. Um, obviously, these are two guys who were caddies together at Glen Garden Country Club and uh, who shared the same, you know, similar status in, in society and circumstances and really grew together in the pro game and then sort of had a rift there when Byron started winning and, and Hogan couldn't quite get it done yet. Well, Hogan had to make the swing change that he had because he was tremendously hooked the ball tremendously and he had to make all the changes. But you got to remember that, that, that Brian and Bob, that, that they grew up in competition against each other, and they, the thing about it is not that they didn't like each other. They were completely different personalities. Come, I mean, heads and tails. That's how, bad, that's how different the two of them were. Interesting. Without telling us who won the match, because, we want, of course, we want people to read the book, but uh, what did everybody shoot that day? Uh, well, to sum it up, to what we did is that uh, Hogan shot 63, I shot 65, and Harvey and Byron shot 67. Wow. And, and between the four of us, we made 27 birdies and an eagle. <laughs> but the book, I'm telling you right now, I, I, he... Mark was great because I proofread it about three, four times and, and made not big corrections of, of background, but, but certain holes of the match and, and, and certain things and conversations that we had. But, but the thing about it is that I've said it, and of course I've done it, in fact I've gone through it again, is that it's a, it's a book that I have found that of all the books that I've read, this book, when you pick it up and you start it, you really can't put it down. Absolutely. Absolutely. It had me mesmerized for a couple of days. I don't read a ton of books, to be honest with you, but I couldn't put this one down. It was very good. Hey, talk about Harvey Ward, and, and then you're, you're right along with Harvey in, in this book as well as, as characters. I mean, not just golfers, not just great players, but, but characters that, that, you know, and then the whole clam bake scene seemed to be full of characters back in the day. It seems like that's been lost a little bit, more, more sort of robots in today's games, so and maybe that's because there's so much money out there and it's such a big business. Well, you think about the, with the equipment and the golf ball and everything years ago, is that is that uh, golf swings were like fingerprints. There were no two alike. There's so much, there's so much alike today. But you have the the teaching gurus. You know they've got all the great teachers uh, of today. But you look at the five best known teachers. Uh, they've never they've never won a tournament. The thing about it is that when Nelson or Hogan said something. They've been there, and he says, when you get down to the last few holes, here's what you have to do. This is what you have to think about. This. They've been there, and, and it's like uh, when they talked, you listened. But, but the thing about it is that today they're more, they're more mechanical. They don't play well the golf ball to the conditions of the golf course. We played a lot of, of different shots, and today they, they mostly all look alike. In fact, we never, I can't remember any time that, that, that we ever could spin the ball like these guys can spin it back off the green and stuff. We never did that. Hmm. You know, the other part of that, too, and talking about the the way this changed is 
the fact that the pros had to work so hard. The state of the pro game uh, and the amateur game were, were, were vastly different at the time, and, and you were choosing. I mean, you had a better uh, life, essentially, to, to be an amateur at the time and work for uh, Eddie on the car, as an, in a car salesman role uh, versus uh, what the pros were doing trying to make a living out there. Do you think that changes the amount of champions or the heart or the character that, that, that because maybe it comes a little too easy for today's pros? It's changed. It has changed amateur golf. There, there were when we were when we had the uh, when I was on the Walker Cup in '53. We made a challenge to the Ryder Cup team, and they wouldn't try us because we. I swear we could whip them good because <laughs> because there was no money. But you look at you know you you look at Charlie Cole, who was a great amateur. He was in the oil business. You go Hyman was in insurance and all this stuff. There was no money in in the game, so more people stayed amateur. But today, there's so much money; these kids don't don't think about it. They turn pro. They did an article about me in 1958. In 1958, they did an article about it in me in Chicago. In 1958, I won four tournaments and finished in the top ten 15 times, and made forty nine thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. They did a they did a comparable tournaments of today. Mm-hmm. It's and of what I would have done in the tournament that I played, and it was well over six million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but That's... you know, I mean, I mean, you think of the amount of tournaments that Bob that your dad won. Sure. I mean, you know, he's not even he's not even up there with the leading money winners. You know, I mean, there's no such thing. I mean, it, there ought to be an asterisk there. There was no money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You talked a few minutes ago about about the era and how you enjoy playing in your era and and uh, you know the entertainment values and that type of thing and everything that went along with that. Are you happy with where golf is today? Well, you know where where we were playing, we had about you know looked at about eight or ten guys we had to beat. Now you're looking at eighty or ninety guys you have to meet. It's it's changed. I just wish that they would uh, you know have the respect that we were taught of the game and for you know. To give back, because as I asked Byron Nelson, how could I ever repay you for everything you've done for me? And he, and he said, be good to the game, Ken, and give back. And I tried to live by those things. And 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 uh, I was taught by, you know, I we saw we saw some some great great players. And I got to be friends with you know, Gene Saracen, who I knew very well, and friends with Bobby Jones. And in fact, when I won the Open, Francis, we met was my broker. I mean, those are all the things that. You know, you think about things that can change. Like, if I had won the Masters as an amateur, there wouldn't have been television. There probably wouldn't have been an Open. I would have been Billy Ford is going to take me back there to work for him and do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I wouldn't trade anything for what I am today. If I had to choose to be anybody, I'd choose to be me. And there was a great line that Jack Whitaker said about me when he talked about me, which I, I think sums up at, that everything that... If things were different, but he said that that fate has a way of bending the twig and fashion a man to his better instincts. And if some things were changed, it wouldn't be like it is today. And I like just where I am today. I wish I think about it often. I was with CBS for 35 years. Luckily, I was hired by Frank Chikinian. But my my tour career only lasted ten and a half years. And the one thing I always think about that I would think about, other than anything, is I wonder what I could have done. If I'd stayed healthy and not lost the use of my hands, because I was knocked down at the very peak of my career. Mm. 
Absolutely. Ken Venturi joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And quickly, before we let you go, uh, your thoughts, uh, spending so much time obviously with CBS, uh, runner-up at the Masters as an amateur. Uh, what's your thoughts uh, on the Masters and uh, and where it is today and some of your fondest uh, memories of Augusta National? Oh, I've got so many. I, I played like in the 16 Masters, and I did. You know, I went with CBS in 68 and was doing that. Uh, you know, I, I coined the phrase, which has always been, is that the Masters begins on Sunday on the back nine, and, mm-hmm. and that's where all there are so many. Augusta has two different faces. It's not a tough golf course in practice rounds, but when you start getting into trying to win the Masters in the back nine, there are so many choices that you have to make. But but again, that that my thought that I I've, I've had discussions with them, uh, a a short accurate golfer is not going to win there you have to be long and they have to come up with like the rough they had at wingfoot to to now make it you know that when you hit it in the rough you or because it's probably augusta is probably the widest fairways that we that they play all year long and and length is really they're making it longer each year but they're playing into the hands of the long hitter hmm. Well, Mr. Venturi, we really appreciate you taking some time to join us today. Great insights. It was neat learning more about you and your uh, career as an amateur and a professional in this book. And uh, we uh, hopefully uh, be able to sit down and chat with you again, and we wish you the best. Well, thank you, Brian and Bob. And, and Bob, uh, uh, give your dad my best. And uh, I'll tell you what, if I had to say one thing, he was probably, to me, I think he's probably the greatest, most underrated best player that the game has ever known. I appreciate that. Thank you. Wow. Really, really cool stuff, and obviously high praise, Bob, for your dad there, uh, Ken Venturi. You know, one of the best. You know, complimenting your father mm-hmm. as being one of the greatest of all times. That's 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 neat stuff. Twelve years ago, our it was our conversation with Ken Venturi. Pretty pretty special. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I you know I listened uh, to that, re-listened to that again, and I, I really liked his his comparisons between Byron Nelson and. Um, <clears throat> And his being able to teach, um, where Hogan was a guy that was, um, you know, used his mind, more methodical. Um, and that's one of the things my dad always said. Uh, ben Hogan came to San Diego Country Club at one point to play in an exhibition match. And my dad watched him. And he watched how he played the golf course in a, pl- in a practice round. He watched how he hit different shots the different parts of the fairways to be able to see how how the ball was receptive coming into the greens or what the best angles were coming into the greens. So that's how my dad learned course management. It wasn't necessarily just bomb and gouge, but it was get the ball in the right position off the tee, then have a better shot into the green so that you can uh, take advantage of some holes and, and make some birdies. Uh, well, I thought that was a really cool story that he shared about Hogan and Sneed, but also a cool story my dad had shared about Mr. Hogan, Ben Hogan, and how he attacked and uh, and analyzed the golf course. Yeah, Hogan and Nelson, just two of the very best. All right, hey, listen, I want to hear more about that, and I know you got a couple other Hogan stories as well, and, and some of the other comments he made about how good they played, the 27 birdies and an eagle yeah. or something that yeah. day. Phenomenal. How cool would it have been to have been there for that match? Well, you can be involved as well and find out who won by reading the match by Mark Frost. We'll take a short break. Uh, the Real Golf Radio continues next. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. 
Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. <clears throat> and that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back. And this segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Super Hybrids. The power of a fairway wood now lives in a hybrid. Check out the new Super Hybrid that's built to deliver fairway wood-like distance from a high-strength titanium face insert and an all-titanium body. They haven't done this for a long time, as you heard Dave Neville talk a few weeks ago on the show. Go to CallawayGolf.com. Check out the new Super Hybrids from Callaway Golf. And a good thing to put on the holiday gift list as well, no doubt about it. You know what? We're just coming off this interview with Ken Venturi and having him talk about the match. I just love the nostalgia of it all, Bob. I know I've said this uh, yep. before, but I just love 
I love to be able to go back. And again, it was 12 years ago when we had a chance to visit with Venturi and for him to share some of the details, like what was it? 27 birdies and an Eagle that was made. I mean, these guys absolutely lit it up. What a priceless thing to be able to read about and much less being able to experience and see just really cool stuff. And, and kind of, kind of the, the transition between the celebrated amateur and then and and the blue collar pro to the celebrated pro and the yeah. more of a blue collar amateur uh, right i mean that was that was really the shift yeah it was a it was a huge thing um i, I what ken said uh hogan shot 63 he shot 65 and and uh, byron nelson and harvey ward both shot 67 in this match that they played at cypress point and the funny thing about it was they started this whole thing came about the night before and uh, and they just went out and played it. Yeah. Eddie Lowry was kind of setting this thing up. Yep. Good old Eddie. Yep. Read him, roll him, hold him. <laughs> hey, you know, we got we to bring the caddy back in. You know, you, if you if you tune into the show, you know the caddy joins us once a show and we play his, uh, you know, his nice intro music and everything. Well, he we did that in hour number one, but caddy's been you hanging around with us for a second hour. So we're going to we're going to bring him back in. Hey, caddy, how are you, man? Caddies uh, like to, to say that I think the greatest caddy photograph ever is the famous one of Eddie Lowry and uh, Francis we met after the win in Brookline, the U.S. Open, when they're celebrating with the crowd. And Eddie is front and center in this photo with everybody around him holding the bag. And in the very top, far background of the po- photo, you could just see we met poking his head and smiling. <laughs> that's got to be the best caddy photo ever. hey you know well francis did some of it too <laughs> he did his part yeah no yes they always do don't they bob the players always do their part yes they do yeah. and take good in, and and hopefully take good instruction from the caddies caddy you've been around cypress point bob you've been around cypress point um, just, I mean, you think about that match taking place. I don't know if you, how, you, I don't know how you would replicate that today. You just, it's, it's just, it was a time thing, right? But you think about that setting. And when we go back to our discussion from an hour ago about best golf States and we, we, we just, and we say, well, is it Monterey Peninsula versus Long Island and, and all that discussion? We had a good time with it. Ultimately, when you like what you said, Caddy, when people say, if I had one round of golf left to play, where would it be? It'd be Cypress or Pebble. And the fact that that was the setting for this match just makes it that much better, right? It's all, it, it, it all just, things like that just kind of, you can't plan them, you can't make them happen. They just kind of happen, right? That's how the match happened. It wasn't like it was really super planned out and sponsored by whoever. Or it just kind of came together. And it, if you'd done that match anywhere else, there wouldn't have even been a book written about the match. It had to be at Cypress. Yeah. I love that. It was uh, what I was going to say. It was pretty interesting that it all transpired or occurred, um, during the week of the Crosby or, or the, the clam bake or, or whatever it was and, and how it all came together. I mean, the only other way you could kind of replicate something like that would be maybe take Victor Hovland and, and Matt Wolf and, and play him against, uh, you know, Tiger and Phil, Tiger and Phil or on a Tuesday practice round at Augusta. Yeah. Something I mean, like that. that, that you know what I mean? That's, that's it, right? That, yeah. That's how it would have to come to be. Just, 
Yeah, it's still just not the same, though, is it? It's no, just, it's not. It's one of those things that it's it's in. It's almost surreal, right? It happened, and yeah, things too. You look at it a lot differently. 30, 40, 50, 60 years later than you probably did the next day. Think about it. Yeah. The match was really cool. It was really special. But it takes, it's like, it's like waiting for a fine wine to age or something like that. It takes time before it really becomes what it becomes. You know, what? it, re- it, it reminds me of Caddy. Is, you remember the, the old Dream Team back in 92, the uh, NBA Dream Team? And the, the videos that have come out, and I think they might have even done a 30 and 30 on the, the practice game, the mm-hmm. inner squad scrimmage there, Jordan yeah. uh, against Magic and their two teams. And, I mean, that is, like you said, you can't, you can't plan that, sell tickets for it, hype it up, televise it, and have it be what it was when it was just those guys going at it because they wanted to. And, I, I mean, it's, that's the kind of that, – that's the level that this match is in. And I don't know how – I don't know what takes place today on tour that would be something similar to that. I don't know. And some stuff just happens. There was a practice round at Greensboro many years ago and um, on the second hole I can't even remember the course they were playing exactly but the second hole is par 5 and all three guys in the group had laid up and the first two guys hold their wedge shots out practice round and Larry Mize is the third guy to hit and they're all joking with Larry like oh you gotta make it and he lifts it out (laughs) (laughs) like 80 yards so they almost I'm pretty sure in the history of golf, I'm betting that there may have never been three consecutive full shots pulled out at any time in any group anywhere. I, I wonder if that's ever happened, but it did almost happen there. And it's just a practice round. Five people watching, maybe, besides the caddies and the players, witnessed this. But yeah, it's, it's another thing like that, right? It's just, it's all kind of, you got to be just lucky to have been there, and it just kind of happened. So. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool stuff. Bob, you left off telling some Hogan stories. You said you had a couple more you wanted to share, but we had, we were up against the break. Yeah, it, so it's pretty interesting. Of of course, um, after after my dad seeing Mister Hogan um, hit those, you know, those balls in the fairway to you know for his course management and that kind of thing, my dad got out on tour, and I think it was his first year on tour, and he had played pretty well in in a few tournaments and. They were they were at Colonial and and my dad was walking through the locker room and and uh, it was this was the old locker room in the old clubhouse. My dad was walking through the locker room and Mr. Hogan came out of the um, the pro shop and he's walking right towards my dad. My dad said he was looking for a place to hide because Hogan was his you know his idol so to speak and and uh, as as they went to pass he he said. You're Billy Casper, aren't you? And he said, "Yes, I am, Mr. Hogan." And he goes, "You've been playing some mighty fine golf lately," and that was that meant the world to my dad at that point in time when he just started playing. But then a, a few years later, they played a tournament um, right before Colonial uh, that was uh, that was kind of a round robin, almost like the match play, except it was it was all stroke play. And so he was in a group for four days with, or for, for a couple of days with Ben Hogan, I think Dow Finsterwald and, and somebody else in Hogan. And, and the first, the first round, I, I think my dad shot 68 or 67. Uh, another guy shot 66. Uh, I think, uh, Finsterwald shot 68 and Hogan 
my dad said hit every fairway, every green and, and shot 70. And as they're walking off the ninth green, because uh, they played the the back nine first, as they're walking off the ninth green going towards the clubhouse, they pass a concession stand and Hogan says to the group, he says, if you guys couldn't putt, I'd be buying hot dogs from you from this concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then the next week they're at colonial my dad's walking through the clubhouse over through the locker room again and and there's ben and he goes hey billy can you teach me how to putt so uh, two, two pretty good stories so good. about mr hogan we that's have your dad good. on tape somewhere telling those stories we got to resurrect yeah. that one too that's yeah. pretty cool stuff how about that, though, Caddy? I mean, having Hogan tell you you're playing some mighty fine golf and then ask you for a putting lesson after giving you a bad time for beating him. I think uh, when Ben Hogan tells you you're playing some mighty fine golf, that I'm, I'm going to say Billy Casper doesn't win as many tour events if he doesn't hear Ben Hogan tell him that. Mm. I, I think it's a big Could deal. It, yeah. Think, think, think about how your confidence goes. When you hear that from that guy, I mean, that's got to just nothing but a positive. Holy cow. Yeah, that's, that's cool stuff. Do you have any good Hogan stories, Caddy? I have a couple secondhand Hogan stories. I think I've spoken before how Dan McQuilkin, who, who caddied on tour forever, a guy from New Jersey, had one of the better caddy nicknames, which was the punk. He got it because they were, they were driving down the road, and it was boats, and I can't even say the nickname of Gil Morgan's caddy on the air because it'll get, <laughs> FCC would get us in trouble. But all of a sudden, Mike Boyce, who is Gil Morgan's caddy, punk's about 18 years old, and he's just talking, chirping constantly and kind of annoying the guys in, in the front of the car. And finally, Mike turns around and just goes, you know what you are? You're a punk. And that's how he was punk from then on for the rest of his caddy career. He's a punk. But anyway, the punk punk was a good golfer, real good golfer. And he played Shady Oaks uh, Monday or Tuesday afternoon during Colonial and uh, came in, was walking through the clubhouse, and Ben Hogan stops him in the locker room and says, did, did I just see you coming up 18? And Punk says, yes, Mr. Hogan. And he said, do you mind if I tell you something about your swing? And it was like E.F. Hutton was starting to talk. Everybody in the locker room just stopped cold and start, started kind of leaning in to hear what Hogan was going to say. So he gives Punk a lesson in the locker room for like five minutes out of nowhere. Prices. Wow. Yeah, that was a pretty cool Hogan story. Uh, Jacobson told me he was sitting and maybe talking with Hogan or sitting in his office, and he asked Hogan what he thought about videotape, and he figured – Hogan was kind of, kind of poo-poo it and say, I, I, Hogan told him, he said, man, if I had had videotape, I would have been so good, so much faster. <laughs> that was an interesting comment that you probably wouldn't have expected Hogan to say. Um, yeah, but I, I don't, I have, I have, there was a cool story Neil Oxman told me about uh, working for Venturi at the Crosby clam bake and, the, and Venturi, I guess used to warm up at Cyprus kind of near the clubhouse. And he'd just go out with some shag balls and said every morning, uh, Bing Crosby would come down and stand there, not say a word, watch Venturi hit about 10 or 20 balls, 
and then just look at him and go, looks good, Ken, and just walk back to wherever he was staying. And Hawk <laughs> said that was just so cool to just have Bing Crosby show up every morning to watch Venturi warm up. And, That's cool. You know, just didn't say a word, just watch him. Didn't bother him, you know? So uh, that's kind of a neat one. That's awesome. Well, Caddy, thanks for sharing some stories, man. We're up against it, unfortunately, but uh, always good to have you. Thanks for joining us for a twofer. Get us uh, hour one and hour two of the Caddy. That means it's a good show. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There it is, just in case he forgets our names. All right, the Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks uh, to you for joining us as well. We'll wrap things up on the other side next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new fall arrivals from Mizuno. Discover layers of feel with the new MP20 range. The MP20 is the ultimate muscle back. The MP20 MMC uses multi-material construction for legendary feel and performance. And the MP20 HMB is a playable set of hollow, tungsten-enhanced irons for many skill levels. Let us help you get custom fit for free today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. So a special thanks to the caddy who stopped in for a couple of segments talking about our best golf states, which we uh, clearly determined was California. Sorry, everybody else. But, uh, hey, weather, top 100 golf courses, and that little Monterey Peninsula. What are you going to yeah. do? Uh, yeah. Also, he stopped in to talk to us uh, a little about some stories about Ken Venturi, and then we replayed that two-part interview from 12 years ago. Pretty special stuff, Bob. Yeah, it was really good stuff. And then, uh, of course, the nostalgia behind that and the story of the of the match, but also the nostalgia of the stories, personal stories from my dad and and also some from the caddy. Pretty if you missed good. any part of it, you can, uh, of course, podcast it, download it on uh, our Twitter handle, at RealGolf, or hit any of your favorite podcaster sites, Stitcher, iHeart, iTunes, the works. Uh, so thanks for tuning us in. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. We'll talk to you next week, and we appreciate you being with us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.